Good morning, everybody. Y'all go ahead and, and make your way in. We're going to get ready to have church this morning. Anybody ready to have church? Hallelujah. Come on now. Listen, y'all need to get prayed up. You need to get prayed up, man. Did you tell we got the baptismal tank all ready to go? I don't know how warm the water is. It's nice and warm, though. I know that much. That's all right. So it's nice and warm. We changed the light bulbs over it so it's nice and bright. We ready to go, man. We ready to have, have some baptisms. We're going to do that after service. Uh, we're going to do that. We're going to do our baptisms after service. I'm going to wait for the other ones to get in here. So listen, so it, it looks like we, uh, you know, I, I remember last year hearing all the, the prophetic voices saying 2020 is going to be a year of double-double. All right, who prayed for the double hurricane, though? Really, guys? Did we have to go that far? I trusted God before that. I, I didn't need to see a double-double hurricane to, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, and now it looks like New Orleans may get a double-double. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, my pastor friend over in, in Port Arthur, Texas, he was like, man, I don't know if I need to run to you or run to, to West Texas. I don't know where to go. You know, because one hurricane's doing this, the other one's doing this. He's like, I can't go to Dallas because it looks like it may hit Dallas. And so, but anyways, well, listen, hopefully you grabbed your bulletins this morning. Uh, if, you're, if you're visiting with us, we appreciate you visiting today. And uh, we just, we're going to have a great time in the Lord this morning. We're going to have a great time worshiping. Um, there, everybody's coming in. So if you notice there on, on, on the... The one side, I've got it. It is the power of the Holy Spirit working in the lives of God's faithful children that opens hearts and minds to truth and leads to loss to salvation. The power of the Holy Spirit working in the lives of God's faithful children. God wants to use us. God, God allows us, right? Like Peter. Peter walked out and preached. Remember the same guy that denied Christ? The same guy that cut the guy's ear off? You know, it's now the same guy because of the power of the Holy Spirit working in his life, walked out and said, hey, let me tell you about this Jesus that y'all crucified, you know. And so we need the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives today more than ever because it is so easy, so easy because of everything going on to just become like the hee-haw bunch, you know, gloom, despair, and agony on me. I watched the reruns, just saying. Uh, not quite that old, but I watched the reruns, uh, the end of the reruns actually, but, uh, we, we can't be that bunch, man. And that's why we, we call Sunday revival Sunday because we come in here and we celebrate what God is doing because, you know, if, if God's not doing anything in your life, then we'll talk to you after service and help you because God should be moving in your life every day. Does that mean everything's perfect every day? No, man, listen, you know, last week I, I, I guess I inhaled some chemicals or something and messed with my lungs a little bit, and I'm trying to get over it. And, and then after that, I think I got an upper respiratory infection of some kind. So I've been wearing a mask every, all day around everybody. I'm going to have a mask on when I'm baptizing people. I'm not running fevers or anything, but you know what? I'm being smart. That doesn't mean things don't happen to us. But my God is still on the throne. He doesn't have a place that he's buried. Amen. And So, so listen, so we're going to have a great time in the Lord today. But if you also look on there, you'll see on the other side, Revival Weekend is coming up. It's going to be Saturday, September 5th at 5, and Sunday again at 10. 
Listen, I, I'm, y'all need to pray because my former pastor hadn't told me he's coming to, to preach this yet or not. So I'm, I'm after him, though. You know, Pastor Flippo, man, that, that guy can preach. He was an evangelist for many, many years. And I've watched the power of God move through his ministry. I, I literally, we sat there one night as we watched this guy he prayed for in a wheelchair. It almost knocked all of us down with the power of God as he prayed for him. And we thought that guy should have got up. Really. But you know what the guy told us? We asked him, we said, man, you feel the power? Yeah, I feel it. He said, but I stopped seeing myself walk a long time ago. I don't think I can anymore. And we were like, oh, you know. So y'all pray. Pastor Flippo needs to come to preach this for us. And uh, we're going to have a great time there. Also, we've got our weekly memory verse in there. Mm, Joshua 1.9. Anybody know that one? Have I not commanded thee? Right? Favorite one, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with thee without... Ooh, Whithsoever thou goest. My God, what version is that? That's not even King James. Whew. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid. You know, that's kind of some of the, uh, the, the theme of what, what's going on today. You know, now that I read it, I'm kind of thinking, you know, with the songs and all that we chose today to, to worship with. And, uh, man, listen, God is just it's amazing, man. He is. He is amazing. So listen, if you're here this morning and you're going to be water baptized today, again, the water is nice and warm, I promise you. Uh, warmed it up good for you. But toward the end of the service, I'm going to let you guys know y'all going to be able to go back that away and uh, change clothes and get ready. And then I'm going to go back and change clothes and I'm going to see y'all in the back. But that'll be at the end of service because it's going to take us a little while to get everybody cleaned up afterward. So it's a little easier to do it at the end of service since we don't have a whole bunch of places back there. Uh, we got to figure that out one day. But that's okay. We'll have fun anyways. Uh, but we're going to have a great time baptizing people today, man, in the name of Jesus. I haven't lost anybody yet, so um, I have had to hold some people down a little bit longer than others. Not really. I just was seeing if I get a smile. Uh, now, listen, just, just to kind of pick, y'all know I like to have fun in church anyways. Uh, I was baptizing a, a young girl. I don't remember how old she was. She was about 10 or 12. Um, at the last church we were at, and, and you stood behind the tank, and they would sit down, and you'd, you know, baptize them, and so you didn't get wet, and, and she went down, and her feet went, whoop, what are you supposed to do? No, baby, we believe in full immersion. <laughs> I, I just, just distinctly, I just threw her feet down. I said, baby, we believe in full immersion. <laughs> That was the comic reel because we videotaped all of that. So it was hilarious. Her mama picked at her for a long time, but it was just, I like to have fun, man. I don't like to be boring. I probably am boring, but so listen, I'm just thankful you guys are coming to worship with us because as I keep telling you this, I, I talk to pastors all over the nation, man. They're, they're seeing 25% of their people returning to church, 40% at best. And I keep telling them, guys, we ain't got that problem. Well, what are y'all doing different? I don't know. We're just loving on Jesus. Uh, we spent some money on a fogging machine, and we moved our chairs, and I don't know. We're just loving on Jesus, man. Maybe I just got a better church than you do. That's what I want to say, but I don't. I try to encourage him. <laughs> I really don't think that, though, man. I really do try to encourage him, you know. So, but listen, all right. Just so I can start prepping the service today. That's not scissors. I need these today to talk to you about something. Ooh. See, now you can't leave early until you find out what I'm talking about. 
That's part of the sermon part of it today. We're going to talk about faith. Now you should be able to put it all together. Dave's smart. He knows it already. We're going to talk about faith today. He might need some faith. Don't raise your hand because you already got some. Come on. Yeah, I set you all up, though. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Listen, guys, y'all know I love to have fun coming to church, but let's be serious for a few minutes if we can. You also know how much I love to give to God, how much I love to bless him. I, you know, one of Pastor Flippo's favorite sayings is I make my living on my giving, right? And, and I, I learned that as a very early believer in Christ, that the principles of tithing, the principles of sowing and reaping are biblical and they work. They work. I can tell you a hundred stories of my life with my, my wife and kids of how God has supplied what we've needed. Sometimes not the very moment I needed it, but I still didn't go without. Yeah. And so you know what? Today we're going to give. I don't give because I have to. I give because I can I give because I can. I give because I want to. The Word of God teaches me to tithe, so I tithe because I want to give that 10% to the Lord so my 90% will be blessed and will, will meet every need that I have in my family and then go beyond that. And then I even sow a seed on top of that when he prompts me to. Why? Because he's trying to meet a need that I may not know I have yet, right? Or, or maybe he's trying to help somebody else today. It doesn't matter. So I know we're a giving church, man. We're a blessed church because we are a giving church. We support our missionaries even through all of this time. A lot of churches stop supporting their missionaries. But you know what? God has continued to bless us through this time. We've continued to support our missionaries. You know why? Because missionaries still didn't come home. Some of them had to, but some of them couldn't. There, there's one missionary. She finally got back to the country. She got kicked out of her country. <laughs> So she had to try to figure out what to do with her belongings, and then she went to a whole other country, and she had to figure out how to live there for a while. And then she had to try to figure out how to get back to America. And, and I can't say her name or even where this is because of the territory that she's in, but it ta it's taken her this long to get back, even though they basically kicked her out right before COVID. It's taken her this long to get back, and she had to live. And so you know what? God has blessed us. So you know what? This morning, let's bless him. Amen. Let's bless him this morning. So if, you, if you're here and you want to give, we have some offering envelopes out there, but we can give online to newlifeag.church. Just click the giving. You can do that there. It, we have the, the trays are set up right out front. Again, we're, we're trying to minimize the moving around for safety purposes, right? We're trying to do all of that. And so you can, you can write that out. You can put your checks or cash. Hey, we don't have a cash shortage here in the church. I'm just saying. Uh, we don't have a coin shortage either. Uh, we even take credit cards. No, I'm just picking it. Making you laugh a little bit. Y'all getting too serious. Um, but yeah, we can do that out there. But what we're going to do is we're going to pray, and we're going we're gonna to worship this morning. Can we do that? Amen. Come on. We, listen, y'all got to help me pray today. Because with this, this thing, I get tired after talking, and, and, and I'm fixing to go sing. But that's okay. That's okay. Listen, Wednesday, my lungs were closed up because of it. Did, did anybody notice me not singing loud? I don't care. I don't care if, my, if I got half a lung. I'm going to worship with that half, and I'm going to sing. And you know what? We, we practiced this morning. I'm going to worship anyways. They don't care. My God, I got to worship him, man. I know what he's done for me. So let's pray this morning. Come on. Father, we thank you that you are in this place, God. We thank you for waking us up this morning, as, as Miss Patsy says. We thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings. We thank you for your word. 
and that it is true, and it is finished. <laughs> we don't have to debate it. But, Lord, today we want to come and bless you, Father, with our, with our tithes and our offerings. We want to bring them to you, Lord, that you may smile down upon them. And, Lord, I pray that you would receive them in the name of Jesus. Lord, you would receive every gift, and you would multiply it here in the life of the church, but use it around the world, but especially right here in Marksville, Mansoura, Louisiana. Use it for your glory to reach the lost. And we ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. And if you agree this morning, shout an amen with me. Amen, amen. amen. Come on, guys. Come on. Y'all got it ready to worship. Let me get my ears on. Let me turn this on. So I figured I'd sit down to save a little bit extra energy so I can sing longer. Or maybe I can preach longer. What? Y'all know that. I don't like to preach any longer than I have to. Hallelujah.
That's how you start off the day right there. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, God. Let the guitar player change over. I'm glad you played the electric on that one, though. It sounded, yeah. Yeah, it sounded way better. Yeah. Sounds like y'all may be ready to worship today. Anybody? Just a little bit? Okay. Well, listen, again, if you're visiting, we like to have fun in worship, too. We like to have flags. As long as you're in the spirit and, you know, not getting out crazy, we, we don't mind that either. We, we love to worship our God. Come on. Listen, we're going we're gonna to worship, and when we get to heaven, we might as well practice today. Hallelujah.
We worship you, God. Hmm. You can't get this when you're watching it online all the time. Maybe a little bit. So listen, so last night I was, you can try to sit down if you want to, but uh, last night I just kept getting wake, woke up, waking up, I don't, you know, I'm not an English major, and, and I kept hearing the Lord singing this song, but this one part of the song, and some of you may remember it, it's a song from the 80s, uh, made popular by Ray Bolts, uh, written by him, Watch the Lamb. Sister Barbara mentioned it to me one day, but I kept hearing the Lord singing it over and over and over as I would wake up, and I was like, Lord, what, you know, it's, it's, it's a great song, you know, um, but, but this, it was only one part of it I kept hearing, and I said, you know, I, so I pulled the music up today, and I learned it, I used to sing it, but with the CD, or actually cassette tape, but, uh, oof, um, yeah, but, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, that I, I think what, what he was showing me here was, is, is, you know, here these children, if you don't know the song, here these children are, are, are coming in to Jerusalem with, they're bringing the, the sheep for the offering. 
and it was at the same time as the Passover when Jesus and all that stuff was coming in. And so they're, they're, you know, dad keeps saying, just watch the lamb. Don't focus on what's going on around you. Just watch the lamb. And, and, and when they would get distracted, he would tell them about Moses and his steadfastness and, and Father Abraham. And, and so I just want to sing this part today and, and let it minister to you. But no matter what's going on in the world, guys, if we would just watch the lamb. If, if the whole world falls apart this afternoon, we still watch the lamb. Because what if the whole world falls apart and we all go home? We win. Right? We win. And, and what happens if we stay here? Well, he, you know, the, the Word of God says that he, he even cares for the birds. He takes care of the birds. They don't go without. You know? He counts the very hair on our head. Some of us have more than others, but, you know, uh, I still haven't figured out how he keeps track of my wife's hair because as much comes out every day, you know, I always pick at her. But it's just the fact that he cares that much for us that he knows every hair. So I just want to sing this today over you, you know, and just, just listen to the songs again. I just kept in, hearing it last night, and I said, you know, maybe it's for somebody. I just want to sing it. Ah. Walking on the road to Jerusalem today. Time had come for offerings again. My two small sons, they walk beside me on the road. Reason that they came is to watch the land. to you today. I know I enjoy that song anyways. Amen. So listen, give somebody a spiritual high five. I know you can't get up and hug on everybody. We Cajun, so uh, we like hugging and all that stuff. So hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Man, Matt nailed those parts. That's why I was pointing at it. We were working on it this morning, and he nailed it. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Good job, Megan. <laughs> listen, y'all don't know what we go through up here some weeks. 
whew, we, we dumped a couple songs because we practiced them and we know the song. And it's like, yeah, it ain't happening today. <laughs> that song was not happening today. And that's pretty much our telltale of throw it away. Listen, I didn't put any of this on the screens. Uh, I was still writing some of it last night, putting things in. Uh, I want to talk to you. Do I really have faith? Do you really have faith? Do you really have faith? And, and, and I know we say yes, but let's, let's kind of settle this, you know? Let's kind of settle that because what happens is, is if something doesn't happen in our life the way we want it to, what do we say? I want to make sure those ACs get turned off. They're, they're supposed to go off at a certain time. What do we say when something doesn't happen in our life the way, the way we think it should? And we've been praying about it. I must not have faith, right? Or, or then we use the word, I must not believe. Sometimes we go far enough out where we say, God must be sleeping. Y'all don't go that far? Y'all don't go that far? I don't think I go quite that far, but I probably think about it. <laughs> right? How many times do you pray about something and you believe and you pray about something and you believe and you pray about something and believe? And, and it's like, I must not have any faith. I want to help you today to prove for once and for all that you have faith so you can't use that excuse anymore. No longer can you use that excuse. So, so flip your Bible over to Luke chapter 9 with me. We're going to look at that briefly. Luke chapter 9. I told them I'm not going to try to preach long. I'm trying to save my energy so I can dunk some people. Mm. Y'all are like, he has way too much fun doing baptisms. Yeah, I do. Listen, I, I, I've told them the stories before. I have some friends that were a part of the Brownsville Revival. And they have VHS tapes, stacks of them, of the baptismal services. They would do the services separate. And people would come in. There would be 10 people in the tank, you know, catching. And they had to because people would walk into the tank. They would get saved that night off the streets. Drug addicts come in. And get saved, set free. They cast the demons out of them. They would touch their foot into the water. And they would just, they, they just like literally, they were gone. And they're trying to grab them. And they'd come up speaking in tongues. You know, dancing. People would go in with a sickness, come out healed. So listen, baptism is an important thing to a believer. But I believe it is death coming into life. It's a public confession saying, I am not who I was. The old man is going down the drain. He's going to be out there in the field when I drain it. Gone. And so water baptism is not a small thing to me. It is a very important public confession. But it has so much more power if we, if we will allow it to. It's, it's kind of like communion. Uh, you know, Rylan, my, my son, he does listen to me. That, you know, shocks me sometimes. No, I, I know he listens to me. Um, you know, I wasn't feeling good, so guess what my son does? He comes up here and gets some communion cups. He gets some communion cups and, and, and you know what? Wants to do communion. Why? Because by his stripes we are healed. The blood, the, the bread. You know, now he kind of forgot to tell me that he wanted us all to do it together, but I, I did mine, he did it. You know, and, and so we're going to take communion again today at the house. Why? By his stripes, we are healed. Well, I'm not feeling good, so, but you know what? I did that once years ago when we had a sickness in our family we couldn't get rid of. I just took the bread. And he was listening. Man, 
So proud of him. All right, Luke chapter 9, verse 37. They came down off the mountain. A large crowd comes and finds Jesus. They had a habit of doing that. And a man from the crowd shouted for help, Teacher, I beg you, look at my son because he is my only child. And a spirit seizes him and suddenly he cries out. It throws him into a convulsion so that he foams at the mouth. Only with excuse me, great difficulty does it leave him, mauling and bruising him as it leaves. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. But the next verse is interesting. He says, Jesus answered, you unbelieving and perverted generation. Now, I want to stop right there and let's just have a quick discussion. He was not talking about the disciples. He was talking about the generation. Now, did they have some unbelief? They did. But, he, but he, he, when you go through, he did this. And he says, how long shall I be with you and put up with you? Bring your son here to me. Even while the boy was coming, the demon slammed him to the ground. And he goes through. Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the boy and gave him back to the father. They were all amazed, practically overwhelmed at the evidence of the greatness of God and his majesty and his wondrous work. Now, later on, he comes down and they do talk about this. About faith. I know the scripture says, and, and when we're going to get to in a minute, that some only come out by much prayer and fasting. That, that was Jesus' answer to this. I'm going to show you that in a minute. But when you're faced with what looks like an impossible situation like this, and it doesn't happen, what is your response? Right? Maybe it's not a child that's demon-possessed. Maybe it's just a need you have in your family. Maybe it's a sickness that won't go away. Maybe it's that job that you're just like, God, I need a raise, right? It, maybe it's the air conditioner that went out at your house and you don't have the money to pay for it, so you keep praying for the air conditioner and it won't work. I've done that before and it does work. And, and you know, maybe it's just the impossible situation, but my question is, what is your response to that situation? Why didn't it work? What is your normal response? I must not have enough faith. Maybe I'm not praying God's will. Right? We, we come up with a lot of excuses. And sometimes it aggravates me that I have to make excuses for God because I don't think he needs excuses. I don't. You know, I, I know the scripture says that anything you ask in my name shall be done. How many different ways do I have to ask in Jesus' name that me feeling bad would just go away? And it hasn't happened yet. Well, he's saving it for a more important time. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a lack of faith. It's whatever God wants to do with it. So what I want you to see today is this. Every one of you have faith. How much faith do you have? Enough. Enough. Here's what I'm going to show you. I'm going to bring this stand out so I don't have to turn around backwards to you guys the whole time because that would be inappropriate. If I was a real school teacher, I would know not to do that, but school teachers understand those things. I have here a bottle of mustard seeds. Smallest seed. They are so small... I had to have a way to grab it so you could see it. That is one seed. 
One mustard seed. Exactly. That better? Yeah, need some glasses, boy. Even I can see that and I need glasses. Yeah. One mustard seed that grows up to be a tree. One mustard seed. So I said, I had to, I had to buy something so that I could show you guys. A mustard seed. See how tiny it is? It's tiny. Yeah, Tootie's like, me some glasses. My glasses. Flip over to Matthew 13. This is so important that three of the four Gospels put it in there. You know, I kind of look at importance levels on things like that. You know, some things are only in one book. Some are in two, some are in three, some are in four, right? But I, I, I kind of looked at it this way. Yes, everything is important. Don't, don't misunderstand me, okay? I, 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 listen, my very life is devoted to what's in that book, right, the Bible. It, it, it's not that I did, any is more important than others, but when it's in there three times, it's kind of like Jesus is saying, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, he's kicking three times instead of just once. You see? How small that is. Look at Matthew 13. Go down to 32. I'll be 31 and 32. Matthew 13, verse 31, 32. Want to see two, Amelia? She's like, I have no idea what that is. Can I eat it? She just wants to know she can eat it. That's probably about all. Wherever Caitlin is, she's probably asking the same question. Some stuff is over here. He presented another parable to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in a field, and it is smaller than all the seeds, but when it is full grown, it is larger hmm, than the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. God has given all of us a measure of faith. Is it a mustard seed? I don't know because it doesn't tell us what that measure is. But if this, according to the Bible, is all it takes to take a, a mountain and tell it to be cast into the sea. Now, what's a mountain? I, I went and looked it up because I knew somebody in here, a lot of y'all are way more intelligent than I am, and you probably understand what a mountain is compared to a hill. <laughs> I, I really did not. It has to be over 1,000 feet. You, look, I told you. <laughs> I don't know if we have any mountains in Louisiana because I don't know what the highest elevation point in our state is. I, I was going to look that up this morning. And I forgot. And I can take something 1,000 feet tall with that much faith and tell it to go, hey, you go, go over there and block the Red River. That's what the Bible says. So does that mean my problem is bigger than that mountain or my faith is smaller than this seed? <laughs> you see, the, the, it's, a, it's a conundrum, right? I, I know I have faith, but my problem won't move. Well, maybe I need to start planting this faith. See, I don't believe it's we don't have faith. I believe the problem is, is we don't try to use it. We don't try to use it. And if I don't plant this seed, you know what it's good for? I have no idea what to do with this. Like I know I can buy mustard powder, 
but I wouldn't even know how to grind this to make it useful. No, it's right here. What are you seeing? I say, bruh. <laughs> you know, it, if you don't plant it, it is not useful. God did not give you a measure of faith for nothing, right? We have a measure of faith because here's the thing. It takes faith to believe that God is. It takes faith to believe that God is and that he's a rewarder of those that seek him. It took faith for you to say, I believe you are real. I can't touch you. Are you here? Hello? Where you at? It took faith to believe that God is real. It took faith for me to believe that it was a spirit drawing me that says, you're a wretched sinner. You're a bad person. I'm not a bad person. Not in my book. I'm a good person in my book, according to my rules. It took faith to believe that. It took faith for you to get saved, to say, God, forgive me of my sins, and to believe that you're not going to hell. But then all of a sudden, our complaint is, I don't have any faith. What's harder to believe for sometimes? That all of those things are possible? That something that happened over 2,000 years ago is real? Or that God is going to supply your needs? That God is going to heal you? God is going to watch over you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to protect you. I think sometimes it's the things that we can see are harder to believe than the ones we can't. I really do. I really do. I'm going to read Mark, 40, Mark chapter 4 for you. Listen to this. How shall we picture the kingdom of God, or by what parable shall it be pre presented us? It is like a mustard seed which is sown into the soil which is smaller than all the seeds. Same story, right? Luke chapter 13, the same thing. What is the kingdom of God like? Well, wait a minute. We're talking about faith. He's talking about the kingdom principles. He's talking about kingdom principles, not just faith. It just so happens that's the way he's showing it. But here's where I want you to turn to, and we're going to spend the last few minutes this morning, James chapter 2. Any of you that are real scholars in your Bible are like, please don't go there. Close up your mustard seeds, and let's not go to James chapter 2. If you want to go ahead and, and find that, I think I've got the Amplified. Uh, it's 14 through 26, if that helps you any. I think that was the Amplified I pulled up. I'm not sure. We have established you have faith. Every believer has faith. Every believer has faith. And, and I could possibly even argue the fact that unbelievers don't have faith. You know Why? Because it does take some faith to become a believer. So I'm not sure if it's when the Spirit draws them, if the faith is... There, there's got to be a moment in there, you know, where, where some, some faith... Because you're not going to go and put your, your trust in something that you have no faith in. I don't know exactly what moment it comes. I, that's, I don't know. Just an interesting thought. One of those things that I have interesting thoughts. James chapter 2, verse 14. Look at this. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have any works? Can faith save him? Now, hmm. what is the use or profit, my brethren, for anyone to profess they have faith if they have no works to show for it? Can such faith save his soul? Now, we're going to continue on in a moment, but 
We know the Bible isn't talking about works. We're not saved by works. We're saved by faith. Because guess what? The only works that had to be done was accomplished right there on that cross. God forbid we have to do another sacrifice. If you notice this morning when I sang that song, anybody that really knows uh, Watch the Lamb, it's they went for their sacrifices. I called it offerings because I don't believe there's any more sacrifices that need to happen. So I changed the words on you this morning, but y'all didn't notice that probably. Look at verse 15. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and if one of you says to him, depart in peace and be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for their body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith, I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Look at 19. You believe that there is a God. You do well. But even the demons believe and tremble. It's not in just straight-up belief and faith. It's in the fact that we had to put step, right? When, when you confess Christ as your Savior, there was a step that came behind it. Confessing with my mouth, believing in my heart. There were steps that went behind it. We make that major step there, but it's like after that, we want to put that back in there because... Well, I don't know if I need it anymore. God's just going to take care of everything. God's going to take care of everything. I don't need to do anymore. He wants to take care of everything, but he wants you to be involved. He wants that tree to begin to grow. Right? Like, like the, the, was it Todd Agnew? I'm, no, not Todd Agnew. I'm trying to remember the name of it now. If I'd never had a problem, I'd never know my God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in him could do. I'm not saying I like problems. <laughs> But if I had never had a problem, I wouldn't know my God could solve them. I'd never know the, the joy of faith in him. You know how much joy there is when, when you're sitting there with a need? You're, you're praying for a need, and it comes to pass, and you're like, there's no way on this planet that happened without God. No way. No way. And what's the first thing you want to do? You want to go tell somebody. God, I tell somebody. Why? Because God did something in your life, and you've got to share that testimony, and that tree is beginning to blossom. You know what I thought interesting, though, about the, the, the parable of the mustard seed was the fact that it becomes a tree that the birds can come in. But you know what also? I think as, as a mature believer, when that tree of faith begins to blossom, younger believers can even get some shelter under it from time to time as they're cultivating their own faith. And I can prove that to you with this. When I first got saved, I began to study the scriptures and I learned what the scripture says about tithing and giving, about healing. I, I began to learn the promises of God, but yet I hadn't experienced them yet. So I had a belief and I had a faith with no experience. So what happens when the devil comes in and slaps you upside the head, what are you going to do? I'm just going to believe you, God. Yeah, that's easier said than done. So you know what I did? I took all the stories of the believers around me, and I started quoting them back, reminding the Lord. Lord, you remember when my brother said he had this need, and you took care of it, and you took—I remembered every story— 
and I reminded the Lord. And I said, now, Lord, remember also that your word says you're not a respecter of person. So what you did for Dave, you're going to do for me because I'm his favorite according to the word. Not Dave, right? Well, in his Bible it says he's the favorite. But And then you know what happened? I got my own stories. And so today I don't have to quote you their stories. I quote you my stories, the word of the testimony that I overcame through the blood of the lamb, right? And, and, and so that, that tree blossoms. But the problem is, is so many believers are still walking around. I got faith. I got faith. Like, bro, how long are you going to hold on to that seed? <laughs> You're going to drop it in a minute and you going to know what you did with it. <laughs> go pick it up in a vacuum. So listen. It is not an argument, do you have faith? argument is, what are you going to do with it? As we look down, let's, let's finish right here with James. Verse 20. But do you want to know, O foolish man or woman, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? Look at this, verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, and look at this one. Rahab, the harlot, was justified by her works, she received the messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Do you have faith? You better believe it. You ever been down to Belize? That's what they say all the time. You better believe it. It's their catchphrase. I know it's kind of weird. You ever been on a cruise down there? You understand what I'm saying? Don't raise your hands. Well, that would be nice to go to right now, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'll go down there and do this. Hurricanes can do this. It'd be great. Uh, yeah. Listen, I've been through a hurricane on an aircraft carrier. I don't ever want to do that. I do not want to do that on no little, little bitty cruise ship. <laughs> you have faith. It's time we start utilizing it. Don't say, I don't have faith. Say, God, I have faith, but help me grow my faith. Help me enlarge the tree. And you can only enlarge it by watering it and tilling your faith and utilizing what God has given you. God is not asking more of you than he's given to you. He's not requiring anymore. He's not like your boss, you know, that, that requires all these things from you and ain't never told you how to do the first one. He's not requiring any more from you than he's already given you and equipped you to have, right? Do you do that to your children? Only if you're being mean or having fun. But it's not fun to them. <laughs> right? Guys, we've got we've to operate our faith. We've got to build our faith muscles. It's like working out. You've got to build, you've got to push against a resistance from time to time, guys. Amen. So listen, if you're getting baptized, I'm going to let you go ahead and go to the back and, and change. And uh, y'all can head back there and do that. And I'm going to finish this part up while they're doing that. Hallelujah. We'll move this back out of the way. 
Anybody wants to come look how small these seeds are? The, the bottle's here uh, when I dismiss, but hold on, we're going to, they're going to do that. So listen, we have got to allow our faith to operate. We, we've got to allow our faith to be utilized. Because I kind of look at it this way. It's kind of like that pump, you know, in, in there. We, you know, we haven't put water in it in a while. And that pump was froze up. So I had to get down there and I had to, had to move it back and forth a couple times to get it going. It kind of built up some corrosion in there. <laughs> so about every day, every week, I'm going to have to turn it on, you know. If you don't use your faith, it's going to do the same thing. It's going to become stagnated, and, and you know, all of a sudden you're going to run into a, 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 a trouble, right? And what are you going to do? I believe God. Yeah, you're speaking it until it happens, right? <laughs> what, what is that? Uh, what, what's, what's that saying they do, Dave? You know, what is it? Say it till you make it or fake it till you make it? I don't want to fake it, guys. I don't want to fake it. You know, I, I, when I was studying for this and I was going through scriptures, and I, I, it's like, Lord, why, why is it? Why is it? Why is it that your word says that those that love him and keep your commandments and all these things, whatever we ask in your name? And I'm like, but, but what's the other part of that? What's the other part of that? What's the, there's got to be more there. Because not everything I'm asking is, is coming forth. And I know he's sovereign and all that. I don't, you know, I don't ever argue with that, guys. It's just the fact that I want to see God's miracles. I want to see people's lives changed. I, I want to see the blessings of the God, God overtaking his children. Christians should be the most blessed people on the planet. The world should be envious of the blessings that are bestowed upon the children of God. They should want to be believers and followers of Christ. The problem is, is whatever has happened, most of us don't even look as good as they do. We're more depressed. <laughs> We're more beat down and disgusted than they are, you know. So, but anyways. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. We need to learn to possess the possessions that God has given us. Maybe that is part of the, you know, I don't know if you guys do this, but, you know, I, I have walked my property and, and anointed the corners. And, you know, like, like for instance, I, I did this when I was in Texas. And, and you know, uh, what was it, Katrina was 15 years this Man, oof. so it was 15 years ago we lost our house in Rita. And, you know, I didn't cry when we lost our house. I just said, Daddy, um, this was our house you let me use. And uh, we prayed over it. And, and for some reason you allowed a tree to fall in it. And thank you for protecting us and not letting us die. Uh, but we kind of need another place to live. <laughs> so I told him, I said, I'm going to kind of need a place to live. Because I don't have nowhere anymore. And, and I didn't cry about it at all. Wasn't sad about it at all. It's just like, hey, well, maybe he's got a better place for me to live because that was his house anyways. And, and I pray over my property, and I, I, you know, it's like, hey, listen, man, something happens to it. It's his anyways. It's not mine. 
I'm just using it, man. I'm just using it. That's all. So, if you're going to have to hurry up and change, because we're fixing to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think everybody else is probably getting about ready. So, uh, so yeah, you can. So, listen, so I want to pray for us for a minute. Yeah, go around that way, Jeff. And uh, y'all go ahead and change. And I want to. I just want to pray with you this morning, briefly, and uh, while they're getting ready. And I'm just gonna set that right there. So, so listen. I just want to simply pray with you this morning. Simple again. Simple prayer. The fact that God help me to speak truth over my own life. Whenever I come up to a situation, don't let me speak doubt. Let me speak truth that I have faith. I have enough faith. Whatever I'm going to face, I have enough faith. I have enough faith. I have enough strength. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthened me. When I need more faith, the Spirit of God will bring me supernatural faith. I have enough faith. I have enough. I believe. I have faith. It is not that. It's the enemy coming in trying to mess, distract or destroy or whatever it is. But when we begin to possess the possessions, as, as Sister said, then what's going to happen? You, you start kind of, you know, it's kind of like somebody messes with something you're borrowing from a friend. That's one thing. But when they come and start messing with yours, you're like, bro, ho, back up, back up. You know, it's Dave's. Well, that's only Dave's. It's like, you know, y'all understand what I'm saying, though. We got to own it. I have enough faith. Anything that the Lord allows to come my way, I have enough faith to get through. I have enough faith to make it through. Is it, is, will it be easy? I pray that it is. But if it's not easy, then he sends his comforter. And he sends his guide. And as I taught you one time about the Holy Spirit, sometimes the Holy Spirit works through another person that can come and grab a hold of you and be a comforter that you can feel. Sometimes we are the Holy Spirit, the comforter. So listen, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you. Just come up here quickly so I can pray with you this morning. I want to pray a prayer with you. Because all of this starts with Jesus. It ends with Jesus. It's daily about Jesus. Everything's about Jesus. Everything. This church exists because of Jesus, what he did on the cross. Without of what he did, we'd be a false religion. <laughs> Our God would have a tombstone like all the rest of them. They argue where he was buried. So if you, if you don't know him, come up. I want to pray with you today. Quickly. Amen. Listen, I want to pray for you before I go back and change. And we're going we're gonna to have some baptisms. Amen. Hang around with him as well, man. Take some pictures. Have fun. Father, I thank you for your word, and, and it is truth, God. And Lord, I pray today that every one of us would settle it in our hearts, settle it in our minds most of all, that we have faith. We have enough faith because of you. You are the God that gives us, Lord, as we ask. You supply everything that we need, and if we need more faith, you bring it. We have faith to go up against anything the enemy brings, any situation. So it is never a lack of faith. 
So pull that cloud out of the way, God, so that we can truly see what you are doing around us and in our midst. And forever change us to be like your son, Jesus Christ. Settle it in us, God. I ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, if you agree this morning, would you say amen? Amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, I'm going to change real quick, guys, and we're going to uh, do the, I will need somebody to hold the mic over there for me in a minute. I enjoy singing when I worship, and just join me this morning. It's a real simple song. It goes like this. Holy, you are holy, King of kings, Lord of lords, you are holy, that's it, holy, Lord you are holy. situated back there for me. Father, you are holy. This is definitely a first. Baptize it with a mask on. I don't care. I worship you. 
Yeah, Young, come on up. Young, come on up. Huh? Oh, hallelujah. Listen, if I got to wear a mask to baptize people, I'm fine. Uh, y'all, yeah, y'all come on the other side. Yeah, everybody's going to come that side. And uh, that's like I got hand sanitizer up there. I wash my hands if I need to pray for somebody. Whatever works. Yeah, y'all can all go ahead and come on in. Yeah, just tell them to come on in. Yeah, whatever works, man. I don't care. Hallelujah. So, hey, listen, I'm glad you guys are all here to, to, to watch and have a good time. So, yeah, yeah, everybody's going to go out on that side. So, it's as clear as mud, don't worry, but I'm going to clear it up when I dunk them. So, <laughs> hold on. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Ronald? Right? Richard. That's a good last name. Richard Richard. So, if you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, yes, sir. I mean, why do you want to be baptized today? So I can be glorified with Jesus. Be glorified with Jesus. Come on, man. Gee. <laughs> All right. So now I'm going to have you turn right here. Robert, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I have. Why do you want to be baptized today? It's long overdue since oh. I've made my life changes. So. Come on. I don't always ask that question, but I felt like <laughs> I should today. Come on. So I'm going to have you turn right here. Mm-hmm. Yep. April, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Gotcha. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take it nice and slow. Don't up. Make sure you hold on. Haven't lost anybody yet, and I don't want to start. <laughs> so I can hold on as you come down. We put these non-skips on here, but not quite as non-skip as I would like. They're better than we had. <laughs> so if y'all don't know, this is, is Matt's parents, uh, Ronald, Matt Aaron, and, and, and Mary. And they wanted to be baptized with him today, and I'm like, come on, man. Let's do this. So... Hallelujah. They attended church actually down in, in Lafayette. Uh, so, but, uh, so, Mary, have you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. Yes. Why do you want to be baptized today? I just want peace in my heart. Come on, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Through death, there is going to be peace. Go ahead. Okay. Mary, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, Megan. Now, Brett, you can't wear your sunglasses, man. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, this is good stuff right here. Megan had to fight her boss to get here today. 
She won. So, Megan, have you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. Amen. Is he, is he the Lord of your life? Yes. You love him? Yes. Why do you want to be baptized? I want to live my life more than he is now. Come on. Come on. In death, back to life. Come on, stand right here with me. Megan, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, Brett. Well, Brett's so cool, he got to wear his shades when he gets baptized. <laughs> I got to take all my brother. Yeah. <laughs> Only man I know trying to wear shades. He's just like that. I love him. Brett, have you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, sir. Why do you want to be baptized today? Well, I feel the Lord wanted me to get baptized again. Yes. So, Amen. Come on. To him. Come on. Listen. We're going down in death, coming back into life, and there's nothing but forward looking. When I drain this water, the old man is gone, bro. He's going to be out there fertilizing the field like all other dead things do. So, Red, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Section. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Whew. All right. Let's make sure they quiet down so they can hear. Yeah. So y'all can see? Oh, yeah. Come on back up here so y'all can see him. Come on now. They, they paid me money to hold you down. Oh, man. Where's Mama? Oh, man. Make sure Mama can see. She's coming. Okay. Matt, have you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. And why do you want to be baptized today? Because uh, I've never been baptized before, and I feel like it's something go. I want to do. The word says be baptized. All right, everybody ready? Okay, let's make sure Daddy is up there. Everybody ready to watch? Still having my video. Stand up. You can stand up here. They, they can't see you. <laughs> they can't see nothing that goes in there. know what's back here. Let's make sure Daddy can see. Okay, all right. Matt, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now he's going to help me baptize somebody. All right, hold on to this as you come down. All the way down, nice and easy. Jeffrey's as big as me, so I had, you know, enlist help. I haven't lost anybody yet, and that's why I don't lose people. <laughs> so, so here, yep. Jeffrey, have you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. Yes, hallelujah. And why you want to be baptized today? Uh, to refresh my spirit. Come on. Amen. 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 Come on, so we're going to turn. We're going to face this way. And you just going to get you behind and just to kind of okay. brace your foot on the back. Yeah. Oh, you got your watch on? I'm so used to all watches today being. I know. So, all right, so put your finger up. Yeah, we'll hear back up a little bit from back up just a little bit. Yep, that way Matt can help me good. And Matt, a little bit more. I got you. Not going to lose you. Back up a little bit more. Okay, grab this. Hold here. All right. Jeffrey, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Just let me bring you back. I got you.
nice and easy. Make sure you hold on to the handrail. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, sir. Right. Right. Jesus. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Whew. Listen, I told them we need to put a saltwater pump on this thing so we never have to empty it. Keep it ready. Keep it ready all the time, guys. So, listen, this has just been an amazing day. I love baptisms. I love spending it with you guys, man. You know, being in the, in the house of God with believers that want to worship, want to hear the word, that's, that's what it's all about, man. So let's go and encourage somebody today, right? Go find somebody and encourage them. And it doesn't matter if they're a pastor or not. I know pastors that are discouraged right now. You know, so guess what? Let's be an encouragement. Let's go out and love on somebody today. Let's go change the world. Let's go change the world's parish for sure. Amen. So let me pray a blessing over you today. Let's go ahead and stand up. And uh, they're going to be changing in the back. So it, I'll have to hang out for a few minutes in the nice warm water. Father, we are so blessed by your presence here today. God, and all that you've done. And Lord, I am so thankful for the, for the family you have connected me with here at New Life. Lord, I speak a blessing of health over them right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Your word says that, that we are blessed coming in, blessed coming out. Everything we put our hands to is blessed. Lord, I release financial blessings into our lives according to your word, God. And I speak strength and health over them and protection in the name of Jesus. And give them peace as they're in their homes. And Lord, as this storm comes, Lord, I speak that this storm would dissolve and go away, God. Lord, we know that, that you allow things to happen, but Lord, we pray that this thing would just go away and dis, just completely be disrupted by sheer dust, whatever it takes. Dissolve these storms, Lord God, and protect your family. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. And if you agree this morning, shout a good amen one more time with me. Amen. amen hallelujah. Hey, I'll see you guys Wednesday. Uh, hallelujah. Y'all have a good day. Amen. Don't eat too much. It's gluttony. 